You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. Thanks for tuning in to the Screw Podcast with your favorite whore, Felicia Rose, and her best friend. Hey, love. <laughs> sometimes I'm not sure if you're going to say it or not, so I'm just like, no, I mean, just leave it up to. So, <laughs> so sometimes I'm not paying attention and I forget, you know, like I mean. Well, you know, you're trying to like man the battle station, also at the yeah, same time. So I get true, it. True, true, and like when you're gearing up to like complete you know, or get to your 100th episode, you know, you start tuning out the intro every once in a while, you know, it's, 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 it's bound to happen. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I do listen. Yeah, to we've, I, I promise. we've definitely sat here for 99 times. That's a long time. <laughs> 99 bottles of beer on the, but 99 bottles of queers Fuck on yeah. the wall. Fuck yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, then our title for our episode. <laughs> Ninety-nine bottles. I mean, they don't need to be bottled necessarily, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you take one down, you pass it around. Oh wow, this is getting better by the second. So, um, <laughs> with consent, of course. Um, of course. So, so I wanted to get back to our roots, you know, like, you know, as we're gearing up for a hundredth episode, I, I was thinking, you know, what are we good at? And like, you know, I went through, the, <laughs> I went through the archive of our, 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 like 13 years plus of memories. And, and I think what I th- decided on average that we're the best at is being filthy. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a nice. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's nice statistics to to know. I like well, that. Well, yeah. you know, because like in the trip down memory lane, I thought, what did we do best with one another, just as friends, as talk about sex and the general like what people know, what they don't know, what they like, what they don't like, different kind of porn, different kinds of like department store delivery magazines, you know, like there there was all sorts of conversations over the years that like <laughs> usually contained some level of filth, either like on purpose or strictly by accident, you know. So uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, maybe on purpose, on accident, we could like, you know, say some filthy things today. Okay, on purpose, on accident. Yeah, Here's you know. To ninety nine on purpose accidents. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you know, I was actually reminiscing a little about us living together earlier today, and I was thinking about like all the differences and like how you were such a good first like post college roommate, Aww. and like how we had like how we we maintained like even a decade apart, we still maintained like a fun sexually healthy house and like yeah we always like it was so cool because i would often bring home people from like work (laughs) (laughs) and And what would you do with them and i was you know i was gonna fuck them obviously but like i would bring home these extremely like not to not to use like you know the buzz terms of the day but like very cishet fucking you know white 
rich got out of college and got this job because they had a suit and you know on lock kind of thing like <laughs> so it was so interesting because basically what i would do is i would put them through like the ringer of like not the ringer <laughs> this is a bad way to it but i would put them through the gauntlet of aaron and basically like if you can hang while aaron and i sit on the couch while smoking weed and talking about filthy like you know gay sex or whatever the fuck we were talking about then like you get to fuck me and like they most of them all passed and i was yeah it was just it, they did, they it was interesting well. it, was, it was like fun to expose these humans to this new world if yeah you will. Well, these were all the guys that would done like like jersey right the, yeah and this is way before like all of those tv shows that like people like secretly binge watch now to like learn about like queer culture like this is long before that this was like 11 oh, yeah. 12 years ago like there was no netflix original series back then right so, like, <laughs> there was no you know uh, no uh big mouth or uh, yeah there's no whatever. big mouth or even the show sex education oh, or, yeah, the fucking, or euphoria one. euphoria is a great example like so yeah. many different things that can kind of teach you like no 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 we did hands-on approach <laughs> <laughs> sometimes both hands sometimes one you know um i think like i think you know in my reflection uh you know actually it's funny you should say that because i was thinking in general and you know uh I should think before I say this out loud, but, um, you know, I find that a lot of queer men find it difficult to have, like, a cisgendered female roommate and, like, feel comfortable hooking up on the level that they would actually hook up on, you know? I can understand like, that. Given all I things I have cis equal. roommates, and I don't necessarily feel as comfortable having, like, wild, rambunctious sex. I get it. Yeah, and I think I never, like, thought about that for a second, like, when we moved in together or when we lived together. Okay. I thought, I thought, well, there's at least an entrance, separate entrance to my room, so they actually don't have to walk through the railroad, um, you know? Like, it, it's pretty low maintenance, you know? And you're, you had the noisier sex anyways, so, you know. Oh, did I? I, I mean, I think I remember a distinct time of, like, a banging up against my door, actually. But um, Oh, well, that's because I knew you were listening. So, like, you know, <laughs> when in Rome. When know. in Rome, yes. I think, I, I, oh, I think it was one of your, like, exes. We were trying to, like, give them the, the, the rigmarole or whatever the word is to see if, like, they could hang. And it's uh, like, well, yeah. can you, <laughs> not can only you... do the people that I bring over have to go through the test, people oh, yeah. you bring over have to go through, oh, like, the straight totally. girl well, getting fucked, right. not straight, but, you know, the heterosexual sex, I should say, have being had on the other side of the door. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, is, like, you know, there's always a resistance when people hear you have, like, any kind of roommate, I, I think, in New York, about, like, well, how, how loud can we be? How covert is this? Like, how sex positive is your roommate? You know? And, like, one wants to kind of get those things, like, out in the open so you're not having, like, you know, this wildly hush-hush sex as a grown-up, you know? It's right. Not, like, it's not like <laughs> there are kids in there. You know, and I always say that, like, even to this day. Like, there's a lot of noise I will tolerate, like, neighbors and whatnot, like, complaining about, but sex noise is not one of them. Like, no. You know, I if if my sex was too loud for you, put in fucking earplugs, okay? Well, if so like that's what I have to say about that is like, 
I don't give a fuck. If you live in a New York apartment and you don't own earplugs and a sound machine, that's on <laughs> you. Like, the, the fact of the matter is there's going to be a noise at some point in your life that right. you're not going to want to hear. It doesn't matter if it's the person using their vibrator, somebody getting slammed by five people, <laughs> someone fucking, you know, singing to themselves, whatever it is. Put in the fucking earplugs right. and put on the sound machine. And there right. shouldn't be a fucking issue. Like, aside from the fact that, like, you know, if I, I don't know, like I had to basically, I am the worst sleeper ever. And I had to learn how to adapt to like living with fucking four people at once. And like, I'm not saying that it's super easy to do. No, it's a, it's fucking hard sometimes, but like, yeah, it, the, to like shame somebody for, for having like the, a sexuality because you don't like the sounds. I get it. Not everybody wants to hear sex sounds all the time, but like, that's that's when they you have don't. To own... What the fuck? Well, that's, <laughs> that's when you. Well, like, say you're like lonely at home, right? Or like, you, or say like your roommate grosses you out. You don't want to hear them getting fucked. Okay, that's uh, fine. Sure, that's fair. Totally valid. But also, like, do the maintenance so that you don't have to shame them into silence or not feeling comfortable enough to even like have a partner over. That's not fair to them, you know. So like, that's that's how I feel about that. Is like, I get that not everybody wants to. Uh, expose themselves to sex all the time but sure. like also that's not fair for that to be then a celibate household right so it's like there needs to be a middle ground like okay maybe we have partners over just a few times a week or maybe we don't yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I get it i get it nobody COVID, wants like, day to night so sex different. like yeah my house hasn't had a fucking human in it in fucking years because of covid so like that's not even right, a question right, right, lately right, right. but like when it is a question it needs to be a, a matter of like all right well, well where are you know, what are the ground rules, but also, like, let's not shame people into, like, their own noises that they make. Like, people should feel exactly. comfortable enough to make whatever noises that they want during sex, right? right? I mean, and absolutely, and this is a perfect segue, you know, when we, like, I, the kind of uh, general feeling I got thinking about our friendship was that it was, you know, a, a true... A space where we were shame free around sex and sexuality and behaviors and like, um, oh yeah, of course. you know, thoughts and desires and like stories and and you know, and it made me think, you know, like, I I, I I'm very curious, you know, especially for two fuckers like us, like, <laughs> you know, the journey of conquering that shame, you know, but, but more importantly, what are the experiences that defined our, our sexuality in a sense, in the sense that like, clearly enough things happened where we thought it was important to be positive about sex and enjoy sex, you know? And right. like, so I was thinking, what do you, do you have like a defining moment when you go through your like sexuality where you, you, you think, Hey, you know, this is something that really helped like formed and shaped like my sexuality in a positive way. Um, I can't, I don't know if I have a specific instance, but I, I do remember that myself and my sister were very like knowledgeable about sex and sexuality and STIs and stuff like even before we were doing sex so like I think there was a time where like my sister was having sex before I obviously she's older than me and like I think she she was like nervous about something and wanted to like like look it up with me and I'm pretty sure we only had like encyclopedias like there was no fucking <laughs> nice. Google yeah. yeah like that like that's really <laughs> rad, right <laughs> Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica yeah exactly I had the whole entire thing 
And like we looked up, uh, I, I don't know what we looked up, but we looked up something and my sister was like so relieved after or whatever. But it was something where we like had to like, we not we had to, but like we did the work on our own to figure something out. And then, you know, because of that, I ended up being able to like help a lot of friends by being knowledgeable about stuff. And so like mm. I would be the girl that people like would whip out their like pussy and be like, what is this? And I'm like. Uh, that's probably razor bird that's i don't know that's ooh, maybe <laughs> i don't you know it was, like, it was like shit like that it was this was before i lost my virginity by you uh-huh. but then also i mean i'll say this my mom i think i was in fifth i want to say fifth grade my mom sat me down and i said something about like how does sex work or something like how can like how do you get because pre- i think i think what was happening is i was masturbating and I didn't understand that that's not how you got pregnant. So in my head, I thought that, like, I could get pregnant not by masturbating, but by, but by like, I don't even know. I didn't know how pregnancy worked. So, like, I was, like, all fucked up from that. So I don't know how I got the combo going, but I basically asked my mom how sex worked. And she was like, well, are, are you ready for the combo? I was like, yes, just tell me. And she told me. And she was like, you know, testes and you know vulva and vagina and yada yada (laughs) this is how it works dick goes and puts so then i was like holy shit i have to go back to school and tell everybody i know so on the bus (laughs) the next morning i told like all the girls and they went home and told their mom that i told them about sex and what it was i was just like what because oh but and then they called my mom and then they like shamed my mom because i was a slut or something and i think that that was a big moment for me as far as like yes i was like too young to go telling people stuff that like their parents weren't ready for them to know sure fine but like this thing this does happen right like this is a thing like well at least it's probably more accurate information than others well, right, because my mom taught, you know, and then the thing is, is I asked them, I was like, do you want to know? I think that was mm. how I phrased it. And they were mm. really like, yeah. And then I told them. So it's like their curiosity was there. It's not like I went and went onto the school bus. It was like, sex is this. And I like announced it to everybody, you know. Right, right, right. Like, so I think, I think because I was shamed, and then I was actually shamed a little bit later too, I think at age 12-ish, because my best friend's older brother was... Um, flirtatious with me and and he was older by like nine years or so and it was definitely inappropriate but also like we were living very inappropriate lives in that household to begin with so like there was really no uh set standard of like how to be you know and like i think at one point i had like fallen asleep next to him or something like that after like a long night of getting fucked up at age 12 Okay. And her mom, her mom shamed me and like yelled at me and like flipped the fuck out on me, called me a whore, said I'm not allowed at the house anymore. Mind you, I had been going to that house since I was like seven. Oh, and wow. I'm talking like every day after school and or she would come to my house every day after school and or I'd sleep over every weekend. Like this was not a house I wasn't like well known in. Right. right. So like I don't I, I she basically like her mom called up and was like, you're a whore, you're a slut, all this stuff, which like. I think those things really stayed with me, especially in those moments where I actually hadn't done anything. And I think that really caught in my mind as this thing that, you know, no matter what in life, people are going to assume 
that you slept with that person. You <laughs> right, could spend right, 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 you right. could spend seven hours awake doing you know coke or something and just chatting someone's fucking ear off, sure. and the next morning everyone that didn't see what you did is going to assume you fucked that person. And that's what I sort of thought in my head, and I was like, "Fuck this shit. Uh-huh. Shame around sex is stupid." Right. And then the other part was in health class, my health teacher. I want to say 10th or 11th grade, but it was like as you got like more and more into the sex convo or whatever, uh, my health teacher had said, she said, she asked some question before we had learned it about blah, blah, blah. I don't remember. And I answered it like perfectly. Uh And she was like, Jesus fucking Christ. And it gave me this sense of like, I want to teach people about sex for the rest of my life. I don't know why. I, I don't know if it was just because like I felt confident in the fact that I didn't make anybody feel weird in my explanation or my confidence there was something about it that like really stayed with me and i was like maybe i should do that for a living and (laughs) now i don't i don't do it for a living but um and i do show my labia for a living so it's somewhat close right i mean there's different ways of learning (laughs) that's true i mean i do i do destigmatize a lot of like the fetishes a lot of people come to me not having explored and things like that like i make sure that there's a lot of learning that goes on with that as well so yeah there's a level to it i mean i think i think that's the thing i think you know um you're in a hard position especially as a you know female to like talk comfortably about these things to begin with like you know you you hear these things even in like modern sitcoms and it's like you know if they're talking about even like what did i I watched some freaking episode of that fucking silly show sex in the city and i haven't Mm -hmm. seen that many episodes of it but like you know this is a bunch of grown women around a table and like when they use the word penis they have to like like bring their voice down and like there's like some like obviously not with kim cattrall because like i don't know what her character's name is but like she's like the 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 the, i guess slutty one why is she the slutty one because she likes sex and she's comfortable talking about it if that's a fucking criteria man (laughs) oh oh wait okay yes you nailed it that was the other thing she actually that character played a huge role because i would watch that show with my mom and I would be like, I like how she just like owns that she like is the quote unquote slut. And my mom right. was like, Yeah, exactly. She's just doing what she wants to do. And I think that I really respected that character. And I was like, Aha. What? You I'm know, not. you know, like I, I remember I was like 16 and I went to my friend's 21st birthday at Chuck E. Cheese and I bought him <laughs> a, a puppet pussy. You know, like I nice. I just like I was out there when it caught con- and I was a virgin. Like it's <laughs> so weird, you know, like it's well, I mean, extremely I, I, strange that I was a virgin for so long, but like so interested in sex, you know. I think I think the like the whole idea of like having to defend oneself around like any like level of sh- I'll call it slut baiting, you know. It's it's like if if we want respect around these things, we can't spend most of our time like trying to defend it, you know. If you're too thick to understand like why it's ridiculous for you to like slut shame people who speak positively about sex and actually aren't ashamed to say that they enjoy it. Then like, that's on you. Right. You know, like, right. you know, I, well, I, when, was it, when was it for you that you were like, I'm sex positive. <laughs> well, I mean, I think 
kind of coming into my own, you know, at a very particular time in the, the queer queer political journey, you know, we started seeing the advent of a lot of, like, social media stuff and, like, you know, gay.com and all this kind of, like, manhunt. And, and what I couldn't okay. believe was, like, that there started to be, like, what seemed to be immense amounts of, like, slut-shaming even within the community, you know? Mm. And, and, and mm-hmm. that kind of, like, weird taste that you get in your mouth when you're like wait what what where is this coming from you know because like, right. i know why i know why we i i know why we slut shame women right you know we, <laughs> right, we, right. we we know we know how that happens because most of us have so like one gal pal or another that is like constantly slut shamed for being different or whatever and i thought like you know we're adopting these behaviors that if if we're to like argue and agree that oh you know heterosexual men never seem to be slut shamed when they're they're all players they're all oh yeah he's a fucking stud like why why do we all of a sudden become sluts when we're like promiscuous in our sex life right you know I mean none of the logic makes sense but like we're we're really oh, not making I sense I feel like there's still <laughs> like that was still like genderized roles is what that was you know right it's sure like, it's sure. like and instantly it, putting like the female spin on it and making it seem like right. you know well right. you might like i'm because sh- because i'm sure because i i've actually heard this before like i've heard within the gay community guys calling men that are quote-unquote bottoms that like it in the ass apparently sluts oh, sure. while the ones that are giving it to them are not the sluts so again it's this genderized like oh you're the bottom oh, you're absolutely. the quote unquote bitch you're the female yeah I mean they've they've layered it too right because like behaviors stay the same right so right. whether you're somebody that slept with 30 people on gay.com or grinder, like the same kind of things are still happening and like you know one of the things you know I noticed just in general was it was like becoming a numbers game for people well how many people did you sleep with like what you know what like what like what 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 number is the comfortable answer like why are we again adopting all these kind of heteronormative behaviors and trying to apply it to our sexuality you know obviously politically i think you know a lot I would say um, wider on this than I did at the time because I was just like, these fucking people suck, you know? But, like, you have to, you know, I've since taken into all the reasons why these things happen, you know, that there's a market to be made out of, like, cohabitating, heteronormative behavior queer folk that, you know, you'll become good little, like, purchasers of houses and cars and expensive weddings and you know, all that jazz. But, like, I think it stuck with me in that, you know, we already had to deal with this whole experience of what it, you know, means to identify as queer or non, like, strictly heterosexual or whatever. And now, like, we have to deal with the fact that, like, whatever we had to cope with, like, that wasn't going to apply to us not growing up, like, in this this heteronormative idiom, we all, now we have to actually apply some of those things to ourselves right it was like a confusing time where it's like are we free are we liberated or are we still thinking we're not enough until we can be just like everybody else right and i think that sunk into me you know even in sex practices you know 
know, this, like, idea that, you know, we should be having vanilla sex. If we're not having vanilla sex, then we're, we're not behaving appropriately. Because if they're giving us rights, we should, like, behave appropriately. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, of course. And, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you know, why am I kink-friendly and open about it? Because we're all kinky, <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is isn't... kinky. It's just how much you hide it. Right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Everything is a kink. I, I don't give a fuck. If it's the thing that makes you come, it's a goddamn kink. And even if Absolutely. it's super, super, quote-unquote, vanilla, because it's the thing that makes you come, it's a kink. I don't care how right. fucking vanilla it is because it's not everybody's thing, right? So not everybody's right, the right, same right, thing, right. so it's a fucking kink. It's the thing that... I don't yeah. give a fuck if it's knees. That's a kink because I don't have it. Knees don't get me off. It's a kink. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, what is that bullshit to begin with? Fucking nothing. Well, and, and, and it, it's not applicable for anybody because, you know, I realized in, in some of my earlier experiences with women that, like, you know... Uh, they weren't getting to have the sex that they wanted either, (laughs) you know? So, like, why are we adopting, like, rules and strategies that aren't even benefiting, like, you know... Anybody? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, no, nobody's having fun doing this. I'm not going to do this. And I think that that did, you know to some degree, you know, you wander around in your sexuality and you meet people that have to some degree or another dealt with whatever shame and balanced out whatever their desires are versus what like they think is supposed to be okay in the community. Right. And I, you know, I always notice that by digging a little bit deeper. Okay. So you like blowjobs and fucking, but like, (laughs) what do you like? What turns you on? What like ideas and themes around sex and sexuality excite you are you more of a sensual person or do you like just to get down to the nitty gritty you know and I think you know those things all lead to the idea that like nobody's talking about these things and when people would see me talk about it I wouldn't pretty much get the impression they would prefer I didn't so so then you just continued what a beautiful thing yeah, and I decided to put it on the airwaves instead. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only am I going to talk about it, but I'm going to make sure everybody can hear it, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. I mean, because what? Like, you know, in, 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 in our human existence, how many opportunities for pleasure do we get in between working and sleeping and stuffing our face? You know, let's take that time and realize that material pleasure is not the be-all end-all and some of us don't have access to it you know right so why not de-shame and enjoy the things available to us at no charge (laughs) it sounds like almost picking like working on the lowest hanging fruit on some level that's uh, it's so interesting that i didn't i always just You've always been my co-host. Like, I never thought before you had a phone, right? It's like, I mean, we've been doing this nonsense for 12 years. Oh, my goodness. 12. Well, you know, because you don't get two people in a room that, like, are are comfortable enough, you know, like, there's lots of people that talk about sex. They'll talk about it in a very top-down way or or bottom-up way. Um, But, like, (laughs) being able to just kind of, like, talk it out and figure it out out loud and 
and and not be threatened by what the other person's saying. I think we don't always agree and we don't like the same things and none of those things are required for having like a frank and honest conversation with somebody else, you know? And and I think that is important because if you don't practice talking about these things, it gets that much harder to say them out loud when the time comes. That's very true. Oh, and I also need to give credit to uh, like Dr. Ruth and then that like, <laughs> and then that like love line or whatever that bullshit with Adam Carolla and Dr. Phil. Oh my God. Like, yeah. and all, like, I don't know. I just grew up in that generation where it's. We, Wait, what about talk sex with Sue? Yeah, her like? too. Yes, exactly. Like all yeah. of the above. I wanted to be, like, I always said I wanted to be the next Dr. Ruth. Like, I wanted to be the young version of Dr. Ruth. And it's so funny because, like, I'm getting up there in age now. I'm going to end up being the old version of Dr. Ruth. Oh, my God. No. But, no, you know, it was just, like, that was always something so appealing to me is being able to say very like things that other people would would blush and, and get weird about and 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 be shy about and i understand why like i get it i these are not easy topics to cover sometimes and i would see other people like squirm and i would just be like oh i can absolutely say that with a straight face and not flinch you know yeah, i can act totally. i can absolutely tell you how many calories are in a shot of cum without giggling <laughs> without flinching without batting an eye because it doesn't phase me to talk like those things don't make me go eh. well, but at the well, same and- time like i i'm not shaming people for for feeling right. like that it's just more so like there needs there does need to be a person that can talk about it right so well and over the years you also like i mean this has happened to me in more recent times like before like i think part of me like enjoyed the a certain level of verbal exhibitionism with it too. Sure. Um, yeah. You know that like, hey, I am saying the things nobody else is saying, and you know what? Like, I kind of like that. Oh um, yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. But that's a kind of like whatever of youth on some level, and now it just most of the time comes down to like hearing really poor information and poor advice being exchanged. True. Like you know, like people talking about expectations on some. Level. Like, you have to build your expectations with your partner. Like, nobody does that in a silo. Like, you're not going to have good sex if you have an expectation of your partner in that sense. Like, you know, and, and... And and just, you know, a million terrible STI information, a million bad advices to bottoms about not eating for two days before they fucking bottom. And like, you know, you hear like yeah, all this me. like terrible yeah, I, I stuff. I like that... if I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it feels awful on some level because it's like. Oh, man, like, these things, when we think about them in, like, the poor information way, more often than not are things that are going to inhibit your pleasure. You know, good information provides good pleasure. True. That's very true. You know, and I think I think that that's, you know... Well, you know, if you don't know how things work or you don't know what the limits are, you don't know where to start, then how do you enjoy those things? You, you don't know how to play... You know, you don't know how to play pool or, you know, go bowling if you don't understand the specifics, right? So that's sort of what you're uh-huh. talking about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and and that's all I want, you know, like, I, you know, 
there's always that debate like oh, i was talking talking too much about something killed some mood okay fine but like talk about specific things and and get to your point then it should be that much simpler to like keep it brief and like express you know, express what you need so you don't find yourself, like, you know, Cam said, well, if it's that comp- compromising your that safety. Be, yeah, that should be discussed ahead of time if it's that, like, at, is step one, step two, step three, this is what I want. Or, you know, because otherwise, there, I think there's nothing sexier than, you know, some kind of verbal foreplay where you're just explaining what you're into. Like, that alone is fucking hot. Like, here... Do you know how do you know how much I get paid just to talk at men, for example? Yeah. And so like sure. like people are my literatica, like I get paid lots of money for a fucking paragraph of it. People like the, people like to hear people put into words how and what they want. It's just foreplay. Yeah. You don't even have to say it in a sexy tone. Just saying sure. you know what? I think it's really really sexy when someone runs their tongue from behind my knees up to where my pussy creases and then puts their hand on my nipples while grasping my ass like that'll okay okay all right we're all getting turned on you don't even have to say it's sexy right you just say what you right 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 so shut the fuck up new york for five fucking minutes my fucking (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean, I think, I think, I think, you know, that's, that's the whole point. The point is, I don't think people are having as pleasurable of experience as they could be. Because I do hear a lot of hurt. I hear a lot of miscommunication. I hear a lot of ex one way expectations, you know, Um, and, and I hear a lot of people, you know, afraid to say, hey, um, you know, and this is where that whole idea of the starvation economy when it comes to uh, sex and relationships comes into play. Like, you know, you are are much more likely to find what you're looking for when you can express what you're looking for, you know, and, and that's that's that doesn't happen without a little bit of practice. I you think know? a lot of times people also want to they just hope that there's a person out there that's going to fit them well as a lover and (laughs) without having to say anything. And I get that because we're all chasing those feelings that we had when we were like 16, 17, 18, when it was just like pure hormones. And those first times we were touched on our tits or on our ass or on our dick or whatever. And we're sort of trying to chase that excitement again. Right. We're trying to feel those feelings that, we'll never feel again because we don't have those fucking hormones raging through us and it's not our first time experiencing things so it's like it's almost like we need to just not just expect that it's going to feel as like i think people expect or they compare it to a time when everything was just so fucking exciting so even if somebody wasn't doing something properly or the way that you would like it now it was cool back then you know it was fine so, like, we, right. we, we get into this habit of thinking that there are people out there that know exactly how to touch us. And, and sure, sometimes right. you do have that sexual chemistry with somebody. Yeah, sometimes people have good instincts, exactly. no doubt. And, and sometimes those pre- that same person 
can have great instincts with one person and the next person they do their 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 same shit with and that person might not like it everybody's fucking different is the point and so like yeah, well and, don't expect yeah, that if, as an adult you're always gonna have to you're not gonna have to advocate for what you're into right some people like and to be touched hard some people like it soft some people don't like right. skin on skin some people live for that shit. Yeah. there's all sorts of things out there that like yeah some people are just fucking good at what they're doing but some people <laughs> some people need more than that they need a little chemistry in order to like get that Absolutely. get there with you so it's like don't just ex don't don't just expect people to not have to verbalize these things you do have to advocate for what you're into i think so at least fuck yeah absolutely absolutely and if you need any tips or have any questions about how to do that please hit us up at screwpodcast at gmail.com or dm us anywhere where you follow us <laughs> i'm practicing my advertising um but yeah so um so coming up after this episode will be the 100th episode of the screw yeah. And um, we're going to bring out bells and whistles, maybe even sound effects. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's an anything goes kind of show here. We got some new toys to play with. So let's play with them. Oh, let's yeah. play with our toys. Let's do that. Um, and it's going to be my birthday. So Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. What a great celebration. It shall be a great Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. So thank you for uh, listening and tuning in. And hopefully, you know something like floated your boat <laughs> yeah we hope something floats your something yeah and if, so, you're, uh, if you got here because you follow my new cleaning tiktok hey thanks <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous oh yeah we're trying to reach out to new markets <laughs> listen listen i haven't gotten that many views that quick on anything in a very long time so every wow. now that I'm actually I have enough followers to go live, I will be going live at least every other day cleaning something for everybody. Wink, wink. Oh, you can follow wonderful. me on at Felicia Rose sixty nine on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm not on TikTok because I feel like that's probably a bad idea. But like you know, if you're ever looking to follow me, I'm like somewhere or another under a love dirty. Um, so check us out and follow new queer order and follow all the other cool podcasts that we're associated with hell yeah and tune in for our 100th episode and uh send us send us your love at screwpodcast at gmail.com we'll read it on air fuck yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs>